Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shears, pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this program to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's program, feel free to reach out to us. You can give us a phone call at 888-226-7614. You can also find our contact information or set a consultation up online at kingdomplanadvisory.com. Kingdomplanadvisory.com. I want to talk to you today about a really kind of interesting subject uh, that just kind of creeps up on us that we really don't talk about or know. We know the term, but we really don't factor in, unless we're telling old stories if we're older, uh, about price increases. And when we're talking about price increases, we're talking about inflation. Okay? So, inflation hasn't been that bad uh, in the last 20 years. And it hasn't been that bad because we've had declining interest rates, uh, inflation rates been kept in check. We just haven't experienced it like we did in uh, the 70s and 80s. I remember in the military, we'd always wait for um, the Army Times to come out and say, hey, you're going to get a cost of living increase uh, of you know 2 3 4%. People who are, who are on uh, Social Security income. You're looking for that increase, and you're looking for that increase because it's based on inflation, the power of the dollar. Uh, sometimes it's minimal, sometimes it's more. And and as a financial planner who's been doing this for a quarter of a century, every year my clients who have been on Social Security for a while are like, hey, we only got you know X number of percentage increase. That ain't nothing. Well, it ain't nothing because the, the inflation uh, uh, factor really isn't as strong as what it used to be. If we look at the last 20 years, inflation has been about 2%, a little over 2%. Um, that's not horrible. Um, but, you know, over 20 years, you're looking at a price increase, even at 2%, uh, of about 51%. Okay? That's a cumulative price increase of right at 51%. That means that prices today are about 1.5% times higher than they cost in 2000. All right. Now that's based on the, the Bureau of Labor st uh, statistics. Uh, you may find some other numbers out there, but that's, I, I kind of agree with those numbers. So let's, let's have a reality check here for a minute because when I was a, a, a teenager, maybe young adult, I remember driving by a house that, that I was born in. Uh, my dad built it new, I believe, in 1966. And it wasn't a big house. It was a brick home. He said, Jay, he said, you know how much I paid for that house? I said, I had no idea. No idea. He said about $10,000 it cost me to build that home in 1966. Like I said, it was a three-bedroom, probably 1,100, 1,200-square-foot brick home with a basement. Um $10,000 to build a brand new home. So I looked, going back to basically the last, uh, uh, oh, 90 years, give or take. 
1930, the cost of a new home was about $3,800. About $3,800. In 1960, it was about 12000 now, I'm talking about the cost of a new home. Now, I mean, we could factor in, you know, how big was it? I'm just saying an average home, maybe 1,000 to 1,200 square feet. 1970, about 23,000. 2013, so we're, we're looking here at, at about a 90-year spread. Uh, $289,000 for that same home that you built for $3,800 uh, in 1930. The average wages in 1930 were... Less than $2,000. $1,970 average wage in 1930. In 2012, average wage was 44000 Average cost of a new car in 1930 was $600. Average cost of a new car in 2013 was $31,000. Average cost of a gallon of gasoline. This is a good one. In 1930, was ten cents a gallon. 2013, it was $3.80. Now, it's actually less now. I've, I've been paying $1.80, $1.90 for the last uh, year. Cost for a loaf of bread in 1930 was $0.09. Cents. Yeah, that's .09. Average cost for a loaf of bread in 2013 was $1.98. Cost for a pound of hamburger in 1930, $0.12. 2013, $4.68. Now, we actually seen that uh, those prices increase during the pandemic, right? That, that's kind of situation-specific. Uh, uh, situation-specific. So why am I telling you th these things? What does this have to do with financial stewardship? What does this have to do with financial planning? What does this have to do with us? Well, it's, it's very important. Now, once again, I... I believe that the Fed has kept interest rates in check um, intentionally. Um, and when they keep interest rates in check, the inflation kind of stays in check. The, the dollar has been pretty strong. And I know that because uh, my spouse is from Brazil, and the dollar to uh, a Brazilian real uh, is about $1, and you get about $5.30 of Brazilian uh, uh, currency. Um Two years ago, it was about one U.S. dollar to about three Brazilian dollars. The, the, our, now it could be weakening uh, dollar in Brazil, but it was a combination of weakening dollar abroad and strengthening dollar here. So our dollar is not weak by any stretch right now. It's actually pretty strong, which means it has buying power, right? It has buying power. But how do we take inflation into consideration when we do our financial planning well the first thing that i think of okay the first thing that i think of in regards to financial planning is cost to die right funeral costs when i started in the business in 1996 uh, i started working with um, um, metlife uh, financial services and I inherited a, a pretty big book of business, which means that I, I was taking care of clients that, you know, other agents who had retired or quit or, or whatever, uh, I inherited their orphans, they called them, uh, people that didn't have an agent. And there were several, I mean, I'm talking about hundreds of life insurance policies between 500 and $5,000. 
All right, five hundred to five thousand dollars. Um, I'm thinking, who would buy a five hundred dollar life insurance policy? This was issued in 1945. It was actually pretty close to the cost of a funeral back then that's why um and my dad shared stories you know he was he started out as a debit collector he, my dad worked for MetLife for 32 years uh in 1968 uh he started with MetLife and they did debit collecting and they would go you know from door to door uh to the the clients um or customers of MetLife and collect premiums uh, once a month, and it may be you know a dollar, dollar fifty, or whatever for their life insurance. Um, and whenever a new baby was born, they would take out maybe a hundred or two hundred dollar policy on a child because that's what it would cost to bury the child back. Uh, you know, uh, post uh, depression uh, period, it was just not expensive. That's not the case today. Now, my father passed away three months ago. Um, cost of his funeral was a little over $13,000 and that did not include his burial plot and headstone. Okay. Uh, and it was not a fancy uh, funeral by any stretch. Now I went back and I looked, um, at about 35 years. So I could find funeral, uh, uh, a percentage increases of funeral cost, uh, since like 1986 funeral costs have increased 242% since 1986. 242%. That's one of the biggest increases that I have seen in the financial planning arena. The cost to die is expensive. Now, I have noticed a, a trend of people uh, um, uh, going uh, alternative type of, of, of uh, final, or final wishes um, in lieu of burials. A lot of people are... are, are um, you know, looking at the cost uh, of an urn for ashes as compared to a casket, for example. Um, they're trying to save money. Cremation is considerably cheaper than a, a, a standard funeral uh, with a casket and, and burial in a cemetery or mausoleum. It's considerably cheaper. And I have noticed that many people are, are opting for that now based on cost. Based on cost. Um, so... When it comes to financial planning, and, and we're looking at, you know, if we're just looking at the simple aspect of the cost for burial, final expenses, people, I'm telling you, that that $5,000 or $10,000 policy that you bought uh, a few years ago probably isn't going to cut it. Um, depending on if you live another 10, 15, 20 years, you know, we're looking at price increase doubling uh, over that time period, it's just the trend, um, and it's been steady. It hasn't declined. Um, so I would, whether you're you're a life insurance professional that's listening to this podcast, um, or whether you're a, a person who owns life insurance or doesn't own life insurance, I'm telling you, you, sh you, sh you probably need it. Um, then, then you need to highly consider the cost increase, inflation, quote unquote, inflation that could affect your financial planning today. So what I'm telling you is don't factor the cost today of what your final expenses would be. Factor what it may be 20 years from now, right? Factor what it may be 15, 20 years from now. So basically just double it, maybe even triple it um, if you're, you know, somewhat healthy, mortality. You know, you're looking at another 15 or 20 years of life uh, um, 
you know, we don't know the number of days. That's the problem, right? But we have to plan. As a financial planner, I, I have to plan like you're going to live forever, even though I know mortality is 100%. So that being said, that's one consideration. The second consideration is long-term care. Long-term care has 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 exploded in cost. The average cost in in my area is about $6,800 a month for full-time custodial care, 24-hour care, $6,800 a month. I know people uh, south of me uh, that are paying upwards of $90,000 a year. I know people that are paying in the in the area of forty dollars to $50,000. It's really geographically uh, um, specific. But if we just say $6,000, <coughs> listen, $6,000 <000, laughs> um, is $72,000 a year. If you take your current assets and start subtracting $72,000 a year, that's that's today's rate. If you went into a nursing home today, how long would your current assets last? That's why people buy or should buy long-term care insurance if you have assets and income to protect. I'm not going to get too in-depth with it here. But with long-term care insurance, you have an option of a, 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 a COLA rider, cost of living increase, um, and that's a consideration, right? That's a consideration uh, that it stays in line with the inflation rate. Here's the biggest thing. So we got final expenses. We've got long-term care costs, both that are increasing annually. I'm not going to talk, talk about the cost of education because that is also increasing, but we're talking about retirees or pre-retirees. Here's the biggest one that I see. All right. So you've got... I assume maybe drawing Social Security, um, and you get increases based on inflationary rate. But what about your pension? What about your IRA? What about your four hundred one k? So here's here's the the issues that I see. So I'm going to use even numbers. All right. So let's say that you have a um, hundred thousand dollars in an IRA. And at age 65, you start growing your Social Security. And let's say that your IRA uh, is in in income-producing investments uh, that are earning on average of 5% annually. So you say, oh, okay, well, that's 5%. That's $5,000 a year um, minus taxes. So I'm going to be drawing about $400 clear, give or take, right? So you're basically taking everything everything that that investment is earning right that's fine in year one what about year two what about year 10 what about year 20 you understand some people are living in retirement 20 25 30 years if we see things increasing one and a half times every 20 every 20 years that value of that dollar that you started drawing from day one no longer has the same buying power so what your your increase to your your income should have been, uh, you know, you're looking at 20 years from now. You're going to need about 800 to a thousand dollars to equate to what you drew 20 years previously, based on inflation. Now, how does one do that? The first thing is, and, and I, this is not um, something that people absorb well when I say it, but don't spend everything that you're investments earn so if you're earning five percent on your investment 
My recommendation is to draw three to four percent and 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 reinvest one to two percent annually. Okay, what that does is it allows us to increase your income periodically based on inflation. All right, so rather than drawing, if it, you have a hundred or at a hundred thousand dollars at five percent. You're earning $5,000 a year. Rather than drawing $5,000, consider drawing $4,000. It may be something that you have to adjust your budget. Now, I get kickback from that. I get people saying, well, you know, I'm not going to live that long. Well, if you could just tell me the date that you're going to die, then I can pretty much factor what your income uh, uh, plan should be. But you can't tell me that. Once again, as a financial planner, I have to assume that you're going to live forever, which means that we have to factor in um, cost of living increases. Uh, and, and that is one way to do it. Um, the, the second thing is, um, being debt free before you retire. I don't like using the word retire, but everyone understands the word retire. Uh, scripture doesn't talk about retirement, uh, except for the, the, the priests of the church of Corinth and, and you and I are not priests of the church of Corinth. So the scripture doesn't talk about retirement. Uh, we should always be working to use our talents that God has given us for the kingdom. But once again, we understand the word retirement. And what I'm saying is people do not accumulate debt in retirement. Please don't. It really puts a, a, a wedge um, or a roadblock on um, what happens with inflation impact on your future income. Right. Uh, you know, if, if, if you know the amount of money you got coming in and you, you start budgeting and you're like, oh, I can buy a new Cadillac. I can buy a, a convertible that I've always wanted since I was 20 years old. You know, we can buy a new house in Florida. We can do People avoid debt and retirement. It's unhealthy. I'm telling you, it's unhealthy. Um, that's why when people are getting close to retirement and they have all these big plans on how they're going to spend their 401k money, I try to put the brakes on them. I'm like, slow down. We've got to be debt-free in retirement because it allows us it allows us to move uh, according to inflationary rates. It allows us to move uh, according to you know price increases. And and, and and here's the biggest thing: healthcare has increased uh, dramatically, um, and and we've got to factor that in. Pharmaceuticals, all right. Your prescriptions have increased. There's a number of things that you may not anticipate in retirement. Uh, and you, what I what I can tell you is this: most people pre-retirement have never had a conversation about uh, um, inflation because they, they really just don't factor it in. People who are on fixed income, inflation has an impact. Okay, I want to say that again: people who are on fixed income, they're not earning. Anymore, they're living off of Social Security, retirement assets, non-qualified assets, whatever it may be. Earning or buying power of that income can be impacted by inflation, and you've got to factor that in. I'm going to stop it there. Uh, I've just given you some information, probably scare you to death a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to scare you. All I'm trying to do is, for one, make you consider. Number one, being debt-free in retirement. Number two, let's not draw everything that you have the potential to earn um, on your retirement accounts. Uh, we've got to, to we've got to have some growth even in retirement um, that will allow us to increase 
It's not going to be dramatic, but it would allow us to increase and try to keep up with inflation, even though inflation has been pretty much kept in check. But 2%, you know, 2% over 20 years, once again, is one and a half times increase. Uh, And that could be pretty dramatic um, over a 20-year period. So, once again, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I I pray that this, this information has been beneficial. Um, create some questions that you would like to get answered. Uh, if you would like to speak in more detail about it, I'd be happy to. Um, Toll free number 888-226-7614. Once again, you can set up a free consultation at kingdomplanadvisory.com uh, and we can have a no obligation type of conversation and maybe I can help you with your financial stewardship. God bless. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.